0: This line is fitting after the morning sermon, don't you think? When through the deep waters I call thee to go, the rivers of sorrow shall not overflow. For I will be with thee, thy troubles to bless, and sanctify to thee thy deepest distress. Amen. We're going to be considering Baptist Catechism number 110 this afternoon, which asks, what do we pray for in the third petition? And so we are continuing our journey through the the Lord's Prayer, the The preface, now all of the petitions of the Lord's Prayer. The answer that is given is this. In the third petition, which is, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven, we pray that God, by His grace, would make us able and willing to know, obey, and submit to His will in all things, as the angels do in heaven. We'll read now from 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 1-8. through Hear now the reading of God's Holy Word. Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things. And we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you, for God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit. To you, This is now the reading of God's Holy Word. May He bless the teaching of the Scriptures this afternoon. In the third petition, we are to pray that God's will be done. I think a question we should ask is, what is God's will? And in fact, that phrase, God's will, can refer to two different things. On the one hand, God's will is that which He has planned or decreed. And on the other hand, God's will is that which He has commanded us to do. And so I do wonder if you can see the difference between these two things. On the one hand, God's will is that which He has decreed. On the other hand, God's will is that which He has commanded us to do. So I could probably illustrate by asking you a question. And the question is this. What is God's will for you and me tomorrow? I'll ask it one more time so that we can all hear it in focus. What is God's will for you and me tomorrow? Well, if we take God's will to mean that which God has planned, then we must admit that we do not know what God's will is for us tomorrow. No one can know. Only God knows. He knows the future, for He has decreed the future. You and I do not know this. So taken in this way, God's will concerning the future is largely a mystery to us. I say largely because there are certain things that God has revealed concerning His will for the future. Namely, uh, the second coming of Christ, judgment, consummation of all things. But if we take God's will to mean that which God has commanded, and if I were to ask you, what is God's will for you tomorrow? You could answer that question definitively, can't you? What is God's will for you and me tomorrow? Well, it is that we would obey God. That we would trust Him and obey Him and live For his glory. So I hope you can see the difference between the two ways of talking about God's will. And theologians do have terms for these two ways of talking about the will of God. God's commanded will, that which he commands, is sometimes called his prescriptive will, or at other times it is called his revealed will. What is God's will for my life? Well, it is that I do what he has commanded, prescribed, and revealed in his word. God's will concerning His specific plans for our lives is sometimes called His decreed will. At other times it is called His hidden will because it is hidden from us. We cannot know it ahead of time, but we can entrust ourselves to Him as we submit to His specific will for us. So I'd like to read a few scripture texts to illustrate the different uses of the term, even in scripture. And after reading a verse, I'm going to ask you, is this an example of God's revealed will or His hidden will? I did the same exercise with you two years ago. Maybe you remember it. I've changed some of the scripture texts, though, so stay on your toes, right? Um, I do wonder sometimes how much you guys remember from two years ago. 1 Thessalonians 4.3 says, For this is the will of God. Your sanctification that you abstain from sexual immorality. It's the text we read at the beginning of this sermon. Is this God's revealed will or is this His hidden will? Revealed. Revealed. It's plainly said to us that this is God's will that we abstain from sexual immorality. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Is this revealed or hidden? We have a reference here to God's uh, revealed will. He wants us to give thanks in all circumstances in Christ Jesus. He has commanded it. 1 Peter 3.17 says, For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. Revealed or hidden? Hidden. Well, I guess we could say revealed in the sense that He is commanding us to be willing to suffer for doing good. But the, the word will here is in reference to God's hidden will. It may be God's will for you to suffer for doing good. It may not be God's will for you to suffer for doing good. Some come under persecution, whereas others uh, do not. So this is His hidden will. Listen now to James four thirteen through 15 Come now, you who say... Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a while and then vanishes. Instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Is this a reference to God's revealed will or His hidden will? This is why we say, Lord willing, or if the Lord wills. We are saying... Here are my plans for tomorrow, but it may be that the Lord's plans are different. I guess we'll find out tomorrow uh, what the Lord's will is for us. One more text before moving on. 1 Peter 2.15 says, For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Revealed or hidden? Revealed. Revealed. He is revealing to us here what God's command is, that we do good, and this will be how we silence the ignorance of foolish, foolish people. Not by doing evil to them, but by doing good to them. So if I were to ask you, what is God's will for your life? If I were to just stop you and ask you that question, you could answer it in one of two ways. On the one hand, you might say, I don't know what God's will is for my life exactly. On the other hand, you might be able to say, I know for certain what God's will is for my life. For God's law, God's commandments are found in the Holy Scriptures. Will you get married? And if so, to whom? Um, Some of you are saying, I know the answer to that. And yes, you do. Why? Because it's happened. (laughs) But for others, that question remains a mystery. What will you do for a living? Where will you live? What sorrows will you experience? What joys? How long will you live for? All of these questions have to do with God's hidden will for us. We only know after these things happen. But in another sense, we know exactly what God's will is for us. We are to progress in sanctification. We're to avoid sexual immorality. We're to give thanks in every circumstance. We're to do good. In general, we might say we are to obey God's moral law and His um, positive laws too. Uh, We are to love God with all our being and our neighbor as ourselves. This is God's will for us. Now, this leads me to another question. What should we concern ourselves with? God's revealed will or His hidden will? His revealed will. We should devote ourselves to obeying God's revealed will while at the same time submitting ourselves to His hidden will. You see, But the thing we can control is our obedience to God's revealed will. What has God commanded me to do today? And then we will wake up tomorrow and ask the same question. That's what we should really concern ourselves with. And, as I've already said, and I think it does need to be emphasized again, we can approach God's hidden will in a particular way, and we must. We must submit ourselves to it. We must pursue contentment and thanksgiving before God as we experience God's hidden will for us as it unfolds. In time. I think this is really what Jesus was teaching when he said, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will He not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? What is Jesus here saying? He's saying you need to trust God and not be anxious as it pertains to the future. As it pertains to your provision for the future. Therefore, do not be anxious, I quote again, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall, shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your Heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But here, listen to how this passage concludes. But seek first the Kingdom of God, and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So what are we to seek? Are we to worry about the unknowns of the future? No. No. But today and tomorrow and the next day, the thing we are to seek is the kingdom of God. And what that means is we're to seek to obey our king today and tomorrow and the next day. And we're to seek to further the kingdom of God. We're to to be committed to these things and we're to trust the Lord concerning all of the unknowns about the future. If you will allow me to take this teaching from Jesus and relate it to the issue of God's will, His revealed will and hidden will... Uh, That is what I would say. I think Jesus here is telling us how to approach both of these categories. Obey the one and live in trustful submission to Him as it pertains to the other. The third petition of the Lord's Prayer is all about this. What do we pray for in the third petition? In the third petition, which is, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We pray that God, by His grace... Would make us able and willing to know, obey, and submit to His will in all things as the angels do in heaven. Let me walk through this relatively quickly, phrase by, pr- by phrase. When we pray, Thy will be done, we are saying, Lord, give us more of Your grace. Be gracious to us. Strengthen us by Your grace. And in these ways in particular. Make us able. In other words, give us the strength that we need. And make us willing. In other words, change our hearts, change our appetites and affections, so that we will to do that which is pleasing to you. So that we might know your will. In order to obey God's revealed will, you first have to what? Know it. (laughs) So, enable us to know your will. This must be a reference to God's revealed will. And furthermore, we are to pray that God would make us able and willing to obey His will. It's one thing to know the will of God. It's a totally different thing to obey it. You might know what God's commandments say and not do them. uh, But we are to know God's law, we are to know His revealed will, and then we are to obey it. And we are to pray for God's strength in these things. So notice the distinction between knowing and obeying. As I have said, it is one thing to know God's word, it is another thing to obey it. Uh, Can you know God's law and fail to obey it? The answer is yes. People do that all the time. But can you obey God's law if you don't know it? The answer is no. To obey God's law you must know what it says. So we are to pray that God would graciously enable us both to know God's law and to obey it. Or to use the terminology of James 1.22 we are to pray that the Lord would empower us to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. Lastly we are to pray that God would make us able and willing to submit to His will in all things. I think this language of submission here pertains to God's hidden secret or mysterious will. So, as it pertains to God's revealed will, what do we need to do? We need to know it, and we need to obey it. And yes, there is a sense in which, in order to obey it, we must submit ourselves to God's revealed will. But when it comes to His hidden will, we are called to entrust ourselves to our Creator as we, as we live life and as we experience the difficulties of life. We are to submit ourselves to His hidden will. And I have a little remark here in my manuscript. I don't know what's harder. (laughs) Sometimes we really struggle to obey what God has commanded. And sometimes we really struggle to surrender ourselves to that which God has decreed. We are to pray for His gracious aid in both of these things. Our catechism ends with this little remark, as the angels do in heaven. I think this is a pretty cool statement. Uh, For in heaven there are elect angels... These angels did not rebel in the beginning, nor will they ever rebel. They have been confirmed in their righteousness. They worship and serve God faithfully day and night. That is what they do. They obey Him always and they submit themselves to His decree. And our aim should be to be like them uh, in their obedience. And so we say, Lord help us in these things. What do we pray for in the third petition? Hear it one last time. In the third petition, which is, Thy will be done... In earth as it is in heaven, we pray that God, by His grace, would make us able and willing to know, obey, and submit to His will in all things, as the angels do in heaven. Let's bow for a brief prayer, and then we will go to corporate prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank You for this Lord's Prayer, as it is commonly called, and for the guidance that it gives to us in prayer. I pray that You would help us to understand what it teaches, and also make us people of prayer. May we pray privately, may we pray well also corporately, O Lord. As it pertains to this petition, we do ask that you would help us, O Lord, to know, obey, and submit to your will in all things, just as the angels do in heaven. Amen.